Hey guys, it's comedian Mickey Coachella, and uh, I love listening to The Angry Millennial. There's nothing funny about it. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to The Angry Millennial Podcast with your host, Jose Rosado, and co-host, Stevie Chris, where we talk to creatives and entrepreneurs from all walks of life and passions about the creative lifestyle, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be sure to check out our site, theangrymillennialshow.com, and sign up for our newsletter to be eligible for prizes and giveaways, as well as stay up to date with new shows and upcoming guests. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, who doesn't love really well-designed photography clothing? Check out clickgearclothing.com, a lifestyle for urban photographers. All Angry Millennial listeners can use coupon code ANGRYPHOTO to receive 20% off any order. And the first three people who sign up for our newsletter after the show will get a free $25 gift card. Now, guys, be sure to also check them out on Instagram at clickgearclothingltd. What's going on, AM Nation? And welcome to the Angry Millennial Show. Today, we're here in VaynerMedia's offices in New York City chatting with author and writer Jason Donnelly. Jason, thanks for having us in here, man. This What's is great. What's up, you bunch of angry millennials? I'm excited <laughs> to be here where I work. <laughs> You're like, it was sweet. I just walked down the hallway, just took in the first uh, you know, possible kind of space we could take. The commute was rough. I had to take an elevator. Yeah. And then I sat down. That's true. You're like four floors below? Yeah, 12 to 16. You guys have four floors here? Three floors. Three floors? Three floors here. Not a, it's definitely an army. Mm, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, for it's sure. Got an army coming. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And why don't we kind of touch upon that? Where are we recording today specifically? I don't know. Where? Mm-hmm. Oh, this this is the the Ask Gary V room where he records most of his stuff. So oh. this is and also I'm not sure if he'll be recording in here anymore. Again. That's what I mean. That's why I thought when you when you told me the Ooh. idea. Yeah. Exactly. When you told <laughs> me the idea, I was like, the last time ever <laughs> before they move in like four days. Honestly, it was one of those, this room has the most glass, mm-hmm. so... Fishbowl. Got yeah. it. Got Everybody it. can see me in here. It's yeah. exciting. It is, it is. What does he do? Why is he in there? <laughs> Are those people Ma, recording him? I never know what she's doing back there. Where the there? hell is Gary? <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, uh, when you guys move, you're moving to Hudson Yards. Yep. Is that going to be a further commute for you, closer? Um, it's Right now, I take the N, and mm-hmm. it's super easy, and when I get there, it's going to be N to 7, so not... All right, all right, yeah, it's not, not too bad. Me. All right, cool. Not bad at all. So let's start from the beginning. Were you okay. always creative? Did writing come first for you or uh, kind of take us through it? Well, when I was two years old. <laughs> uh, now, uh, back in the day, I guess my mom was always the artist side of things and mm-hmm. my dad was the, the numbers guy, I mm-hmm. guess. He's a senior network technical guy. Wow. He dials into big phone systems and fixes for for huge corporations, oh, for like shit. all these crazy companies. I was going to make fun of you for not knowing what he does, but then when you told yeah. me, I still don't know what he does, yeah. so that's fine. He's been doing it since the 90s from home. Holy shit. does really? very well. And my wow. mom uh, for him. is one of the best lace makers in the world. So lace? She makes lace bob, makers? Bobbin lace. She's been doing it for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so back in the day, I was always an artist of some kind. Right. And in college, a guy introduced me to Chuck Palahniuk. I read Fight Club. And from there on out, I was like, well, I should stop taking communications classes. I should stop taking you. I was a communications <laughs> <laughs> telecommunications classes. I should t- stop taking uh, international business and just right. took writing and went kind of nuts. Right. And uh, 
then I just started writing books like a weirdo. Yeah. And, and here we are today, four That's books awesome. later. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Is it true? Is it like uh like people always say, when you make your first million, after that, you just fucking rinse and repeat. Is that kind of how it is writing a book? Let me talk to you a little bit about how much money you make writing. <laughs> Millions. Here, here it is. Do you have $5 I can borrow? Maybe. No, I meant this is what you're going to ask me. But go yeah. on. Um, what do we say? <laughs> what, what it was like writing oh, no. more than one book. Um, no, for, for my first book, it was actually five stitches for my uh, MFA. And my professor was insane but amazing mm-hmm. right. and made me write 20 pages a week so Dang. it was just like write the pages right and move on yeah uh the second book or actually the first book was an author interview book all right let's start at the beginning yes all yes. right so back in the day i had this um anonymous author interview blog called Morning that is Goats. a really sweet goat tattoo i'm showing a tattoo right now that is awesome uh, these are all my books next to it next to a, a pig yeah, and then my kitty. Oh, we'll get to him. Okay. So the first book was that this sick, by the way. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, with a little heart, because every story is a love story. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> All right. So the story. Uh, I started this website. Actually, let's go back even further. Okay. In okay. the womb. Got it. Go. Okay. We're in the room. Not in the womb. <laughs> We're out of the womb. I had the umbilical cord around my neck, and I was black and blue when I came out. Moving on. Wait, you're serious? Yeah. I was a pound and a half. Yeah, we're doing this. Nice. <laughs> um, I think it came out feet first, but it didn't matter. All right. So, what's the the movie with the dog that dies? Marley meeting Marley. Marley and me. Marley and me. There's yeah. Well, there's Sad. also um, all dogs go to heaven. We're gonna go with Marley and me. So <laughs> I saw this thing, and I I saw there was a dog part to it, but he was a writer. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna write a blog every day. I'm gonna call it Morning Oats, and we're gonna move on. Went to the morningoats.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. This is way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, And it was taken. And I read it as morning goats, like sad goats. And I was like, there it is. There it is. All right. So I started writing this blog. It was horrible. I got bored. And then I was like, all right, I want to be a writer. How do I steal all of my favorite authors' ideas on how to make this shit yeah. happen? Yeah. And I started this anonymous blog so it wasn't Jason Donnelly asking right. these questions it right. was just some dude some goat some person something <laughs> some sad <laughs> sad goat and the pictures I drew was actually like a messed up dog I was drawing at my desk one day and I was mm. like that looks like set I could use that <laughs> um, so anyway I, I started doing all these interviews uh, I did like 60 or 70 of them wow how, and, how long how long a period are we talking here uh, I think two years maybe somewhere okay. around there yeah but I did these interviews, and I interviewed this guy, uh, Phil Jordan. Fantastic writer, great guy. And he came to me, and he's like, have you ever thought about actually publishing these? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I just want to steal all these guys' ideas. <laughs> and he's like, well, let's put the, your favorite ones in here, right? and we'll see where it goes. And I got people from like Nick Hornby, Cheryl Strayed, like awesome author, Stephen Elliott, um, Craig Clevenger, all, all my favorites. I'm just getting them to come to this anonymous yeah. goat and, and answer 20 questions. So we put that out and made nothing. Right. And I went to Phil and I was like, hey, so I got this novel. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get your eyes on it? Right. And I sent him 50 pages and he said, are you done? And I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, send me the rest. Right. And I was like, all right, I don't really have it all done. <laughs> uh, I got to do a, f- a few final edits. Right. And he said, all right, give it to me in a month. And I woke up every day at five in the morning, went to Starbucks. Dang. I'm sorry. And 
wrote, finished it, and fired it out, and they bought it and liked it. And so I got that. And then the third book uh, was the one I actually just wrote on my own. Mm-hmm. That, or that was gripped. What was the one after that? I love how you're asking me like I should yeah, know. I always but. forget I write books. So, all right, we did the chewing the page. Five stitches is the other one. I that wrote, one. That was the 20. Okay, so that's the one that was uh, really bizarre. had the weird opening, right? I'm yeah. About to, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really. We'll get into it. But, I mean, okay. yeah, that's that one was literally it's called um, uh, a psychological clusterfuck. So yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll just tease it with that and get okay. into it later. So, all right. And then Grift is the one I wrote on my own. And then the next one, Shut the Fuck Up, mm-hmm. I wrote in a week. After seeing a motivational speaker here at work, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, Who was it? The guy, Sean Stevenson, amazing guy. He's got this great story. He tells a story about how he should have died when he was like just born. He broke hundreds of bones throughout his life. He had mm-hmm. this crazy struggle, and at the end of the day, the the story that he had was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But he was also saying to every single person telling it your life's not that bad, man. <laughs> and I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I could write something like that. Yeah. And it's not like self-help, but it's one of those like, just like silly. harden the fuck up type thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I hate birthdays. Get over it. Everybody does <laughs> move on. Like shut the fuck up. Right. It just, it's that easy. And yeah. So super different every book. And that's <laughs> and honestly, I think that's really neat because in reality, in how long, how many years is that that you wrote four books? Six? Uh, two, that, I don't even know. 2012? So whatever. So four years. Yeah. Right? So you wrote four books in four years. Yeah, but they came out within like, well, the first three came out within like a few months. All right. Well, still, right? So <laughs> yeah. you still got them, right? Put yeah. them all together. So what, what I think is interesting is that like, it, you're, you're still very fresh, right? So what's neat is you just tried four different types of books to get your feet wet, and then there's your kind of little test pool where you then <laughs> yeah. could say, whichever one sold the best, yeah. then I'm just going to try and do that. Yeah. you know, Or just keep switching up. You know, yeah. I mean, if you make, let's just say, 10 books that are all completely fucking different, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of cool. The, you know? the next one, all right, am I allowed to talk about the, the next? Yeah, dude. Okay, all right, the next one is called Oxygen. It's way more offensive than Gripped. And I mean, shut the fuck up. It's not offensive, and unless it's just, you don't like yeah, the word unless fuck. you don't like cursing, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the next one's a a religious satire, and it is by far my favorite thing that I've ever started. But the motivation to finish it is just beating me up. It's not even block. I know where it goes. I know what it does. I just don't sit down and do right. it. Right? Yeah. 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 So I, I wish that instructor that I had in college uh, would just beat me up a little, mm-hmm. or I was just depressed as I was when I wrote Gripped. Uh, either way, right now I guess life's just gone all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's you know we'll we'll get into that a little bit because right. um, it you know it, it it's it's something that bears uh, a lot of speaking about, and you know I've been the type of guy where I tell people like this was actually something that um that it it said to me I guess if I had have like a thesis right it would be is like we all know uh depression is highly related to creative people right oh, yeah definitely but then I go take I would take one step further and go is is the roller coaster of emotion necessary for creating good art 
Because if you think about it, when you're happy, like musicians or anyone else, you make okay shit, yeah. right? Yeah. But when you're on drugs and you're fucked up and you're drunk <laughs> and your life's a shit, you're making the best shit ever. Yeah. And it's really fucked up to say that, you know, people say, okay, the Beatles, they were good, but when they went clean, they were boring. Or, you know, uh, Adele, you know, she makes amazing music, but now that she's happy and a mom, is, she, is her music going to suck? Right, like those exactly. are those are valid, you know it's fucked up. Those are valid questions, you know, and and it made me uh, kind of really kind of think um, if if that, I really want to explore it, you know. So like that, that's we'll, we'll get into that later, but yeah. Well, before yeah, yeah. we get there, if if anybody has that thought process, because most artists of any kind do, mm-hmm. get the book uh, "Torture the Artist" by Joey Goble. It is one of my favorite novels of all time. Mm -hmm. And it's about that. It's about a group that finds young people who have the proficiency or the the ability to do things Mm -hmm. and then just fuck with their life. (laughs) Seriously? And they they, they create these amazing artists. If it's musicians, if it's art, if it's writing. I need to read it again. Now that I like goosebumps, it's a great book. You writing that down? Torture the Artist. Oh, there you go. Good. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, nice. Because I'm definitely going to check that one out. Yeah. So speaking of being glutton for punishment, mm. uh, I see you're like me, you're, uh, you're a bit of a glutton for punishment, but you have, is it true, three master's degrees? Is that right? Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that. Okay, so it's true, but uh, so back in the oh, day, I failed out of college. <laughs> what the fuck is this cover? Yeah, it's kind of messed up. I don't even know. It's, it's like a Dali painting. I don't even know what the fuck I mean. I guess they're at. like little people inside of a mannequin. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's real dope. Nice. <laughs> Three bucks, not bad at all. Yeah, Excellent. seriously, I'm going to get Joey, it. I love you. So go ahead. Sorry. You dropped out of college. Oh, yeah. Fail out of college. Fail out of college. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you read I, on a third grade level. I, I can hardly read. <laughs> I mean, thank God for <laughs> talk to text. <laughs> If we were typing this, no one would read it. Uh, but yeah, back in the day, I had a phenomenal time right. in college yeah. and got 104.5 credits and uh, maybe one GPA, maybe. Nice. It was bad. And then I, quote unquote, we don't have to get into the depth of it, but got a job across the country mm-hmm. writing entertainment news. Oh. Sounds You phenomenal. worked at TMZ, didn't you? No. I wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how bad it went. But anyway, got out there, got out to... Arizona and oh, where in Arizona? I was in Mesa. Okay, and then well, Mesa, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and then I worked in Phoenix. I drove through Tempe. Okay, um, but yeah, so I was out there, and I lost my complete train of thought <laughs> while I was there. So anyway, I dropped out of college. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm a writer, <laughs> so we kind of fly <laughs> off at times. Um, so yeah, again, went out to Arizona, right. uh, started working for a college as a recruiter. So I'm recruiting people to go to college. Which you fell out of. Which I failed out of. That is awesome. 104.5 credits. And I was like, Jason, you really ought to fix your, fix your stuff. Yeah. So I got an associates in general studies. I got a bachelor's real quick. I uh, got a master of arts in education. I moved, or I moved back across the country to Pennsylvania, got a master of arts in ed. And seven days after that program ended, I started an MA in creative writing. And then a year and a half, that was a year and a half program. I went straight into the MFA. So it was kind of a 
connected program. Right. So it's two ish masters. Um, so I can teach so kids two more than most. Kind of. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I can tell you a story about it. Nice. <laughs> but Dude, usually not. That's with, crazy. With and like writing. you said, it was, you know, you, you kind of alluded to my next question, which was that fact that you crisscrossed the country a few times oh, for yeah, jobs. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some that worked out, others that didn't, um, you know, and, and like you said, what was that like for you? I mean, I think at that time, everyone kind of goes through that searching phase, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, or maybe it was just as easy as I moved out there, it didn't work out, moved back home, didn't really fucking, nothing really crazy kind of happened yeah. in my mind or otherwise. Uh, or was it like, you know, like you said, you went from failing out to all suddenly getting, you know, two masters. So, yeah, I mean, I went out there and. I had, we'll just focus on one job. Sure. But it was <clears throat> by far the worst job I've ever had in recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had daily demeanings instead of daily meetings. I named them that and everybody <laughs> loved it. I should have known I was going to write. <laughs> but called them daily demeanings. We'd go into a room and they'd say, okay, so Jason, why did you suck yesterday? And we would tell the room <laughs> what we did wrong the day before. Wow. Talk about learning from your failures yeah. immediately. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I'm a piece of shit. I get it. <laughs> uh, and we do that. How many people cried? Every day. People did cry often. That's what I mean. That's yeah. crazy. Um, and then I was like, you want me to open a campus in Pennsylvania? All right. So I moved back across the country right. with the same company. And I was like, I'll be one of the only recruiters. So right. I can make the rules. I'll be daddy. <laughs> Hey, we're there, man. Yeah. It's cool. So did that for a while. Yeah. And then started, that's when I started getting all these these masters and stacking that stuff uh, and writing and whatnot. And like actually really getting into it. Like I wrote in college and wrote short stories and had a few like little things published, but mm-hmm. never never anything until after I got the masters. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just started writing hardcore then and it goes in and out of creativity every once in a while. And that's, you know, again, that's a good point too, is that, you know, that does happen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no matter who you are, you get into it and then you just, you get another job or you just kind of fall out of it and it's kind of just ebbs and flows and that's normal. You know, some people just look at like, if you give it up for a second, you're a fucking hack and yeah. you're not a pro. If you don't do just, it every day. Right. Yeah. You know, and you it's like. schedule. Yeah. What was your daily word count? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> exactly. I mean, literally the same thing you just said in photography or uh, in writing is the same thing in photography for a lot yeah. of people, you know? I was, um, I was in this uh, conference with Chuck Polinick back in 2001. No shit. Uh, in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And the greatest thing that he said at the entire conference, he said, he brilliant speaker. Right. Yeah. But somebody said, uh, when do you know when it's time to sit down and write? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, when do you know when it's time to sit down and shit? You know, <laughs> sit down, and right. do it. Right, right. <laughs> so he doesn't, at the time at least, he said he didn't have a schedule or anything. He just did it yeah. when, he, when he was writing. When he came. When he yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, I, I haven't, it's the same thing. I've been writing creatively since like, shit, sixth grade, but not writing uh, for a paycheck uh, only like the last like two years. And it was that. It was like, I have to get into a routine. Yeah. Like I have to get into a space. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? And um, I couldn't do it. So it, it was the same thing. It was like I got lucky because the 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 clients I was getting were were pulling in so many writers for their blog on their site that they would just put in a queue, and like I could I could basically pitch them three stories and have like two three months to write it. Yeah. So 
I like that. And it was the same thing. If I sat there and said, I feel guilty, I have to get this done, I could sit there for four hours and this wouldn't happen. And then I started being okay with the fact that I was going to go, you know what? I'm just going to get up and I'm just going to go to the movies. Middle of the day. (laughs) Just go to the movies. Or I'm going to take my kids to the park. Whatever. I'm just going to do something that's not sitting in front of the computer trying to write. And then same thing. It would always, and my girlfriend hates this, but it would be like one in the morning. We'd about to go to bed and it would just hit me. And I'd be like, sorry, <laughs> goodbye. I'll see yeah. you in the morning. And I'd stay up to like five, six in the morning. I'd get it done. Yeah. And it was like, how the fuck did this take me three and a half weeks of agonizing myself? And then I just stopped caring like anything else. And then it just came to me. You know what I mean? And it's it sucks because if you work for a big company and you do this full time, you yeah. don't get that luxury. No, you, you do it. Right. Or you do it. Right. That, that's it. There's nothing, nothing else at the end of that. Exactly. You know, so it's I mean? like, but what happens if you? No, you do. Yeah, that's yeah. where you sit there and say, "That's the problem." Mm-hmm. Fifteen articles a day. <laughs> that's what we got. Do it, or you're fucking fired. <laughs> um. So yeah. So you went through all his books, and I mean, it. The, one of them that kind of caught me off guard was uh was the excerpt for five stitches and i'm going to read this out loud because people aren't going to believe it you grow up pretty quick after you watch your babysitter murder your parents and then himself with a credit card scheme love friendship and a cross-country chase and joe the scary figment of sebastian's imagination five stitches is a coming-of-age psychological clusterfuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's easy to say you've got a taste for the dark. Yeah, right? well, I mean, that was the life at the time. That was, yeah, that was in some dark times. That was when I was moving back and forth across the country, and um, that's when it started, the the seed, I guess. Right. And, yeah, I mean, you can hear almost from that Chuck Palahniuk Mm-hmm. Like the figment of his imagination, mm-hmm. the dark humor. Um, and that book, like, there's pieces of genius. I don't want to, like, right. No, no, yeah. I'm definitely going to definitely gonna read it. Yeah. Uh, pieces of genius, but there's such long roads between those pieces <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that's why I just put that one out myself. That was my MFA thesis, mm-hmm. and it was quickly written. So yeah. just yeah. one of those, this is what I did for school. I hope you guys <laughs> like it. Yeah. I mean, do you find a lot of your works are a sort of like self-help book with like a Johnny Darko vibe? It's, yeah. It's really funny because uh, Gripped is Your Personalities What's Holding You Back. And mm-hmm. it is about a self-help program mm-hmm. uh, called Your Personalities What's Holding You Back. Mm-hmm. And Shut the Fuck Up is a fake sh- self-help book. Right. But it's basically, I write about everything that pisses me off. Right. So, I mean... Script is a social media satire. It's about the way we sell things, the way we buy things, the way people see things, the way we see our friends and why they sell us things without mm-hmm. them even knowing they sell us things. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what I kind of want people to see. Right. Uh, and it it's just crazy. And then shut the fuck up like we talked about earlier is so many people are bitching about everything in their lives instead of doing anything about it. Right. It's just one of those, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just go do whatever right. you need to do. Right. Um, and the next one's just religion. Back in the day, I went to church uh, with an acquaintance, <laughs> a lady friend. And it was one of those massive churches with two of the huge screens on either side. Oh, of, shit. Like the yeah. ones where, like you see in the, in the 
broken when he's like yeah, slapping yeah, yeah. people. Yeah. Okay, cool. With two yeah. huge screens. Yeah. There was a bookstore, a coffee shop. Oh, there was shit. all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, thank God I only do this once a year. Plenty. Right. Thank God. Church. Right, right, right. Anyway, um, but we're in there listening to stuff and I see smoke coming above the rafters and I'm like, what? is that and i was like what if they're pumping in oxygen like this is a goddamn casino yeah yeah and then i'm like you should write that (laughs) and uh so yeah that's oxygen but like all the stuff comes from reality yeah Yeah. and that's you know you think of like uh jerry seinfeld's comedy right Mm -hmm. it was just and his show and all that kind of stuff it was just real life it was just real (laughs) life dumb shit right (laughs) and it was kind of poking fun at this stuff that everyone just thinks is no one cares about. But that's also why it's kind of funny. Yeah. You know, like yeah. uh I'm currently binge watching for I don't know the umpteenth time The Office, right? Just me from too. season one. Oh me nice. Too. Yeah. Season one, right? I love it. So my mom, me and my dad used to watch it when I lived at home and we would just die laughing. And my mom would be like, it's so fucking stupid. I don't get it. It's so dumb. And my dad would be like, you have to have worked in yep. an office to get it. Yeah. Like I like literally every single character in that show. I know someone like that, and they're fucking exactly <laughs> like that. And it's like everyone's had a dumb boss. I mean, you know I mean, like all that kind of stuff that just everyone gets. That's you why know? Breaking Bad resonates so well with me. Oh. Like once you live it, you know how real it is. Yeah. So when did you cook meth? When you were in uh, Arizona, or yeah, obviously? <laughs> Not really laughing about it. <laughs> I mean, you got you fit the bill. You ginger with a shaved head, a beard, tattoos. Whoa. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, come on. <laughs> so, speaking of your writing, um, there's a great story that is kind of at the base of how I came across your work, right? Uh, so we, I found out, right? Quickly backtracking a little bit, we have mutual friends. Yeah. So it was really funny. I don't know if you ever listened to Joseph's uh, episode. Uh, listen to parts of it. Okay. Especially the part when he talked about me. Yeah, there you go. So Love you, Joseph, sorry. Yeah. So Joseph <laughs> Joseph Sala, for anyone who doesn't uh, I forget what number it is, but his episode. Eighty five, I wanna say. Really? Nice. You're a good friend. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't I don't think it was till the fucking end. It was so weird. We were talking and I said I said, um that it, there's you know, who who's someone you want to have you know us to talk to? And he goes, you got to have my buddy on. He's from PA. You know, he's hilarious. You'll love him. He's a writer. And I said, oh, okay. What's his name? And he's like, Jason Donnelly. And at that point, I had sent you that message on Facebook. And I said, dude, shut the fuck up. And he's (laughs) like, what? And I go, I just wrote that dude a Facebook message. But we're not friends, so he's never going to fucking see it. Oh, and for some reason, I checked. That's why I wrote back to you. Yeah. 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 Mm, Weird. Look at that. So he tells me that. And I go. That's so weird. Like, I didn't know you guys knew each other. And it was just completely random yeah. and happenstance. But so there's that. So Joe, and then I met Donnie. So uh, Don, wow, I'm a horrible person. I'm blanking out on Donnie's Please last Please edit name. this later. Don blank. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie knows who Donnie is. Okay, great. Yeah. Donnie's, we're trying to get him <laughs> on the show, but it's really funny. But uh, he's, uh, we call him the suit. Okay. You know, he works in corporate IT. Mm. Yeah. So he's uh, pretty soul crushing, but he's a great guy. One of our biggest fans. Um, But again, so going back, it's kind of like, you know, it's the story of the very office we find ourselves in, right? So having a, a supportive employer 
is pretty rare. Oh yeah, in the corporate world, right? I mean, it's like fucking a unicorn, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, what, what? Tell me, what was that like for you and your personal endeavors? Let's see. The, the last time that I was supported by an employer was two thousand five, mm-hmm. two thousand wait, two thousand four. Okay. Uh, and I did really well at work, so they bought me a notebook. Like a like a computer or a no, notebook? No, like, like I could pad. write on it with a pencil. Oh. I think they got me a pencil. I'm not <laughs> sure, but. <laughs> that was the last support I got. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess 10 years later, mm-hmm. I walk in here uh, and I put out Gripped, which if you haven't read the opening line, it's uh, it's a little aggressive. Uh, it's a lot offensive. Right. And no, I didn't do it. But go check it out. Gripped oh, come on. Jason no, no, no. <laughs> I know which one, I know what you're talking about. It's hysterical. Because every, <laughs> everywhere I looked on your stuff, which I didn't know there were so many author sites online. Oh, yeah. Like they were those kind of things. And I'm looking at it. Every single thing was the first line's hysterical. If you can get past that, yeah. And even didn't your own didn't your own mom yeah. say something to the effect? I thought it'd be funny if she was on the front and I said, "Can you give me a quote for it?" And she's yeah. like, "After the first paragraph, I actually like the book." And I was like, "Mom, that's fucking perfect. <laughs> Nailed it." <laughs> on the front, it yeah. says Roberta Jason's mom. And yeah, I thought that was just great. All so. right, so walk us through the first line. Come okay, on. Okay, here we go. Uh, We're doing the first it. line of gripped. I came on my cat today again. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, keep going. Uh, It's not the first time. Oh, wait. How does it go? It's been such a long time. Uh, I came on my cat today again. It's not the first time. No, I have no idea. It was something to the effect of, don't don't look at me like that. I said oh, the came cat. on, not came in, or something to that effect. <laughs> and it was like not using the cat. It just happened to walk yeah. in front of me. Yeah. So there's that. Super inappropriate. Read the book. Yeah. Uh, that's why I never had cats. Super cheap on Kindle. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I don't make any money on it. So just go buy it and enjoy. So actually, you know what? Tell me if you can walk me through that a little bit. Like how, literally, how does, uh, or is it just, you know what? You. Oh, put it out there and hope well, you make something. But. First off, yeah, that story wound up weird. But the <laughs> the actual part about it that I wanted to say <laughs> yes. was about uh, Gary. About yeah. the last the the last support I got back in the day was mm-hmm. like ten years ago, and then I got here. the book. Yeah, well, notebook, a, a notebook for somebody to write gibberish in. But anyway, I got here, and Gary was releasing a book, and he was doing his. Was it this was many. it that one? Uh, Jab, jab, right hook? Or was it um, the Thank You Economy? Oh, okay. So we're going back. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it might have been that one. But anyway, he was doing this awesome promotional thing, and he was getting people to buy copies and like send them to their friends, Mm -hmm. maybe maybe say a tweet here or there, and just all kinds of cool stuff that he was doing for fans, uh, depending on how many they bought. And I did five and sent them out to all these crazy influencers that I've been talking to throughout different ways. But... Then at the office, I see he's bought 15 copies and he's handing them out to people at the office. Like, That's cool. This guy is publishing his own thing. He's a crazy entrepreneur. He's got an office full of three, 400 people at the time. And he's buying little old new employee Jason's book yeah. to hand out to people. And it's offensive. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a social media satire. And at the end of it, it's got a good idea and story and thought process. But right. like, eventually it comes around. Opening. Yeah. Pretty harsh. Yeah. Guy's got a little bit of a masturbation problem. Yeah. <laughs> but like... He supported me that way, and uh, he's just always been amazing. Anything that I do, he's just smiling and happy and pushing for it. Yeah. He doesn't want somebody to come in and say, I'm going to work 9 to 6, and then I'm going to go to sleep. 
<laughs> he wants people to have other stuff going on and like yeah. just keep your mind working. And that's what it is, right? You actually give a shit. Yeah. I, I think anyone can can attest to the fact that and it's not not to go against or demean anybody who just has a job and doesn't have many hobbies or, or personal aspirations, but you know, if you don't find your job fulfilling, let's be honest, like how right, like how committed are you going to be to that job if there's nothing else evening you out, right? Yeah. At the very least, just even if it's fucking yoga, just <laughs> something to even you out, right? So, I I I totally believe that. Like, I feel like everyone should have like their own thing. And guess what? If you go off and do something else, great. I will tell everyone about you when mm-hmm. you blow up big. And if you don't, you're still worked here and we're great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the people who. I think that a lot of times people always go to the the worst possible scenario, right? They're like, this guy's gonna steal my uh my IP and he's gonna he's gonna beat me to market. And it's like, how many times has that seriously happened? You got to think about on so many positions, it's the guys under you that if you support them and show them the way, they take your job because yeah. you take somebody else's job. Exactly, you're training someone to take your spot. Yeah, so it's you know the it, same thing. And people are always so insecure about it. Yeah, and it's like, dude. If someone in your team is a rock star, you look like a rock star. You are the rock star. <laughs> and then you go higher up yeah. and they, like you said, they replace you. And they remember. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't get why people don't look at it that way. It's it's fucking common sense, but people are pretty dumb. Well, let's you say know. this millennial podcast mm-hmm. just sells the shit out of <laughs> Shut the Fuck Up. <laughs> and I make it big today. Yes. You know who I'm going to remember? No, John Asada? <laughs> <laughs> John Hansei. I'm going to remember you, Jose. I'm going to remember you. And uh, like, yeah, yeah, you're here to like do your thing and, and tell people about all these amazing entrepreneurs, writers. Uh, I'm kind of included, but the you're other included. Guys, Have you heard of Chris about. Illuminati? Yeah. Oh, you know Chris? No. But I've heard about him. <laughs> Just the way at first, yes, no, <laughs> I got confused, but now I get it. So you know of him, not yeah, okay. yeah. So he's a really cool guy. You should meet. Okay. Uh, we used to work together at Town Square in Midtown, and uh, now he he's in North Jersey, and he's written a couple books. The so same thing, you, you know, of him. So uh, you guys would get along famously <laughs> in terms of personality right. and just just pure debauchery. So I'll definitely make, like that. I'll make that connection All for right. sure. So. Um, like you said, that story, I mean, let's be real, it's impactful, really impactful on many people, right? And especially those who try and juggle, you know, uh, a full-time job with their creative endeavors because it's not hard. It's never easy. Yeah. You know, like like Gary and everyone else talks about, it's like you go home after your long day of work and you literally, you know, go back to work. yeah, you go back to fucking work <laughs> and you from nine to two in the morning, that's you're doing your other thing and yeah. it's, you're literally burning the midnight oil and, uh, it's not easy. And I know for me, I tried doing it. I'll be honest, my old job was not going well. It was one of those <laughs> things where it was like a very high stress uh, client facing position. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we're talking about like blue chip brands. So of course they're just, I need everything yesterday and why the fuck are you not jumping? It's like yeah. you do realize there's like 15 other people who are in the Fortune 100 who are in this equation. Like <laughs> I physically can't do anything. Sorry. Um, but doing that and starting something on my own with zero contacts in that industry was just a really fucking shitty idea. But like, you know, it's it's just not easy. So if you, like you said, having that support, having someone who really kind of championed for you, you know, it was pretty awesome, Yeah, you know? 
Um, so changing your gears to said day job. Okay. You've written for some amazing brands. Yeah. Right? <laughs> in water, liquor, soda, tea, and beer. Oh, yeah. So I'm seeing a bit <laughs> of a beverage theme here. And is that a thing? No. Like in copywriting? Is you having a specific niche you write for? There's, there's different niches. It's mostly just like... Um, the, the medical stuff mm-hmm. and the brand stuff. And that's it? Because lumped in like that? Yeah. I mean, there's... Like, know what the fuck you're talking about and have a lawyer look at it and then just say something funny. Basically, Selling yeah. This Especially thing. on the med side, it's like you have to pass it through so many different levels of... Is Government. Is this true? Is this passing? <laughs> is this legal? <laughs> right, right. Um, the stuff I write, it's still like... Right now I'm working on a beer brand and it needs to be checked by legal. It needs to make sure that it doesn't talk about overconsumption or oh, anything right, right, like right. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's mostly just fun. <laughs> yeah. I feel like at any point now, all you see is at the end, there's always drink, be responsible, yeah. like drink responsibly. Right. And it's like that fucking two words covers it. Yeah, yeah. Drink responsibly. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? It's not fucking rocket science. <laughs> um, but that's interesting. You know what I mean? Because it, and is that like for you, is that like a nice change of pace between writing about coming on your cat or, <laughs> Uh, is that like intentional to have some sort of book. creative um, balance or I don't know. It's, it's one of those things when, when you're writing eight, nine, 10 hours a day mm-hmm. uh, and then you want to write your own stuff, mm-hmm. they kind of get mixed together sometimes. Right. And you really got to think, especially when you're working with big brands and you need to know the voice, you need to have that voice down and you need to be able to speak it whenever mm-hmm. it's the same way that goes with novels and stories and whatever you have the same voice mm-hmm. or you have each character with the same voice mm-hmm. of each character. Right. You need to make sure which one differentiates itself from the others and you can never mix them up, <laughs> especially when you're working on more brands than, than one or more right. characters than one. Right. So it's the same. It's just so do you different. Look at, do you look at different brands you write for as characters? Yeah. And each of them has their own yeah. visual, or visual identity, character, who you're writing to, who you're writing from. I was going to say, is that probably something like in their, in their yeah. kind of, okay, that's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> Meet John. He's a 29-year-old guy with a $70,000-a-year salary job, and he loves X, Y, Z. Yeah. Oh. And a lot of the time we come out and we're like, this guy works in advertising. <laughs> <laughs> because we work in advertising. <laughs> but no, <laughs> there's all kinds of different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So tell me, what's your, and we kind of got into it a little bit, but what's your creative process like with regards to your writing? And you know, one of the things you kind of mentioned I wanted to touch upon again was, you know, that depression aspect, mm-hmm. you know, where you said, like, when I was in the shittiest of darkest places came the best book. Yeah. You know, so tell me, is, is that kind of, because like you said, you, you run a fine line, well, not a fine line, but you do both. You write every day mm-hmm. to get shit done. And then when you're not writing that, you're writing on your own time whenever you, inspiration strikes, and you're learning about way different stuff. There's so many different things that I want to say here. Um, like a lot of people have the schedule. A lot of people do, I'm going to write mornings. I'm going to write nights. I'm going to write weekends, whatever their schedule is. Mm-hmm. Mine is insane, <laughs> uh, at least for my own personal stuff. Like when I wrote uh, five stitches, it was because I was told write 20 pages a week. Right. Period. Yeah. So I did because right. I wanted my degree. Um, this this uh, eight to 12 page paper I had to write in international business for the import export of United Arab Emirates. Uh, wow. Eight to 12 pages hmm. or eight to 10 pages. Uh, I wrote it the night before it was due. 
It was 12 pages. I like your style. I, I got the a, same thing. I got a 97. Nice. And my teacher, the only note that he wrote on it was great paper, a little showboaty. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this guy gets me. This guy fucking gets me. How can you make United Arab Emirates very exciting? Right, and I was right. like, I got this. Yeah. So it, dripping gold everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then gripped, like I said earlier, the guy wanted the book. Right. It wasn't done. So right. I woke up every morning, five in the morning and just pounded it. Are out. you a morning person? No. So that must have been a challenge in itself. It was like. But which comes to where we're at right now. Yeah. Uh, I think that I write best under pressure. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, I was about to say same here. Like every, like you said, every single one of those stories had the same theme where it was someone yeah. gave you a hard deadline. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck. All right, and, fine. I'll do it. I you mean, know? even, even shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know this is ridiculous, but, uh, Sean came in to give the speech to us in May mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm releasing this book on 6616 because I think that's funny. <laughs> so, so I was like, all right, yeah. I got to finish it by this point. Right. So it'll be done and corrected and right. edited and all that. And I, there's still one error in it. Go find it, people. Um, I'm going in with the fucking highlighter. Yeah. No. And a I, flashlight. How many people can find that error? I'll send you a copy of Gripped. Did you hear that? All right. Um, but yeah, still at the end of my notes, at the end of the day, I still like pressured myself into writing it. Mm -hmm. And for oxygen, I'm not pressuring myself. I'm not really sure how to, Mm -hmm. but I mean, if you want to spin back around to the, the depression or Mm -hmm. that side of things, um, I guess the, the first ones I was either in just shitty relationships or, Something wasn't good. The job was horrible. Right. Um, some aspect of your life sucked. Something, right. yeah. Or or your professor was like, write 20 pages a week. <laughs> and I'm like, you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I want that degree. Challenge accept. Pressure. Okay, I'm going to be a fucking diamond. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's always been pressure and it's never been, I'm going to write every day. That's what I'm going to, it's right. just never been that for me. I wish... I wish it was, but I like your your uh, you're not like James Alcher. I forget. I always fuck up his name. <laughs> Alcher. Oh, oh Alter? yeah, yeah. Alter? I tried to interview him back in the day. Yeah, same here. Didn't work. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not feeling bad. Yeah. yeah, we're good. Yeah, he has some good stuff. And just yeah. literally, I, I what I love about it is how same thing. How open and vulnerable he is, and doesn't fucking hide it. Yeah, you know. So it's the same stuff. I mean, like you said, it, it's it's a bunch of different times in your life where something just sucked right whether it was a shitty relationship a job that wasn't fulfilling or you know someone being like listen you need to fucking do this or else you're out do you want to graduate <laughs> yeah. yes please <laughs> where you know it lit the fire in your ass and that's the same thing for me like i, I used to struggle with uh with being like a, a high functioning person and and people be like well, why are you doing so many things like that's not like you're not gonna i don't know you know mad, jack of all trades master and that kind of thing yeah. right and I would just say, I don't know, when I do that, I'm just always thinking. Yeah. But when I'm at a job and all I have is that job, I get depressed. So in my mind, I guess I'll just continue spinning plates until something breaks and then I'll just reprioritize. And it's been working out. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> and this past year, it's like, let's say, teaching, writing, uh, photography, the podcast, uh, consulting, uh, two kids, like a lot of shit. I think the biggest thing that 
the misconception of depression, some picture right there, the misconception of depression, uh, in a lot of ways is people say so many things in your life are going well. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah. what does that have to do with my mental stability right now? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. some of the saddest days that I've ever been is when I finished a book because that's the death of the book. Yeah. And it's done. Your you book's dead. Like yeah. you've been working with it. You've been in, having a baby with it. You've been <laughs> making a baby. And wow. That's coming out real weird. You know what's but, funny? Kim just made the same comment before. Okay. Talking about how she made something in nine months. And she goes, I made a baby. Yeah. And I'm like, don't know if you can say that. Huh. And she's like, but I did. In nine months, I did it. We made yeah. a baby. And I'm like, okay, just go with it. But go on. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> you birthed this thing. <laughs> I mean, I've birthed a book. A few. But the minute that it's out the door, if it's with the editor or mm-hmm. getting printed or whatever, right. that book's dead. Like. Right. As much as you love it, as much as you spend time with it, now you're not going to pick it up. You're not going to hang out with it. Yeah. And like your friend's gone. Yeah. So that was like the saddest points. And every time, well, when I wrote Gripped and Five Stitches, when I was done them, I was real sad for a while. Yeah. And that's when I jumped into the next one. And like you said, keep busy. Do yeah. stuff. I got into running for a while. Really? I fucking hate running. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. <laughs> Um, but better looking shape yeah, than I am, but go on. Back in the day, I was doing six, 10, 12 miles just because wow. I was bored. <laughs> I was looking dope, but, <laughs> but like you just pound it out on something. If it's writing, if it's creative, right. if it's your body, whatever yeah, you do. Have, have an outlet. And that's, yeah. And that's why I think a lot of people, like you said, kind of have this misconception where they say, oh, it's, you know, um, like you said, why are you depressed? <laughs> like, you know, not everyone has to have their entire, like, family die in a fire yeah. and, you know, lose a leg to be in a shitty mood. And a lot of times it's just that. It's the people that, you know, you sit there and say, like, dude, you got so much going on. What's going on? It's like, yeah, but that's how it is always on the outside looking in. Yeah. You can't control it. The human yeah. brain is pretty <laughs> fucking complex. And what you mentioned, what I thought was interesting was that you know, the whole idea of when, when something is done, it is dead and you have that mourning period. And it's true. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do with the show was I wanted to talk to like a bunch of award winning anythings, right? Academy yeah. award winning actors, you know, Tony winning um, theater, Broadway people, right? And say, okay, how long was it from the second you were given that trophy and you went to the after party and you did all the press junket, you know, interviews, right? Yeah, yeah. That you then said, fuck, now what? <laughs> yeah. Right? What am I going to do next? Because what sucks is like that for all intents and purposes could be the pinnacle of your career and it should be, right? You, yeah. You should then <laughs> say, dang, I did something. I got good enough and I want a fucking Oscar. Did what I wanted. I did what I wanted. Goodbye. Right. Yeah. And not to like, you know, walk out on top, hang yeah, up yeah. the pads, right? That kind of thing. But but just to be okay with, like, like make that, not, that's not even a little victory. It's a fucking huge victory. But like we all know, how many people have you seen who who win an Oscar and then can't find work for the next few years, not for lack of trying? Yeah. And it's like, you know, then you sit there and say like, well, I did this and it's great, but, but how am I going to follow it up? And... And it, I just wanted to get in people's heads about that because I, I bet you any, I bet you nine out of 10 of them would tell me minutes, days, seconds, not months, years. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And and it's like, that's fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right? know, like that's fucked to yeah. say, 
you just won the biggest thing possible on that stage for what you do, like the biggest tip of the hat, yeah. right? And and you're still like, fuck, I suck. And I guess to answer your question, <laughs> uh, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> is a great actor. Yes. And I'm super yeah. pumped for him. Yeah. So I hope he can get on this show. Exactly. Yeah. I would At the end love of the that. day, that's what we're looking for. <laughs> Leo. <laughs> and to think it took a three-hour Oscar bait fest of him yeah, just right. coming back from the dead to get it. <laughs> so there's He's that. had to get murdered by a bear. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So are there any personal projects you've been working on? What are your thoughts on them at all? Or do you feel you have a book Oxygen. is kind of like a personal project? Yeah. I mean, Oxygen's the biggest thing that I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. I think I want to do one of those, not shut the fuck up specifically, but mm-hmm. silly books between every novel. So okay. I guess that's the next pressure thing that I need because right. I need to to do that. I really like doing that. It's just short, quick writing. Yeah. yeah. Um so oxygen is next. And that was but that was not as short. It's only that was more That's, of a yeah, fleshed out. I'm only like thirty pages in, so All right. need to hit it. Sweet. All yeah. right. Do you have a do you have, do you have a, a hard stop date for yourself? I don't. <laughs> That's the thing. I need some kind of pressure. That's all right. Here we go. Here Listeners. We go. Yes, there you go. Listeners. Announce it announce it right now. When I'm going to finish the book. Yeah. What's, what's today? And then you're putting it on the ether, and then you got to fucking do it. Today is July 26th. It is my niece and nephew's birthday. I'll have it done by my birthday. When's your birthday? March 30th. March 30th. 2017. 2017. That's the, the, the day. All right. March 30th. If I do this, see who am I gonna fucking remember? I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna I name this on the Angry Millennial Podcast. Fucking John or whatever his name was, <laughs> <laughs> Jose said, name it. And so if I do it, right. I have to come back, right? In like yeah, April and be like, yeah. I fucking did it. Yeah, you be like here, me. bitches. Here's yeah. five copies. You're welcome. Out. Yeah, enjoy. It's the best <laughs> thing I've ever done. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Little Just, bite, little little pencil drop. It won't yeah. make a lot of noise, but you know, same difference. Yeah. So uh, these next few questions, we're gonna go a little deep. Oh God. And we're gonna say goodbye to Facebook Live. Oh. Yeah. This is we're going too deep for you. Yeah. Goodbye, Live. Yeah. Miss you. That's my phone doesn't fucking die either. Hey, that Facebook Live really killed your battery, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, your phone's going to die soon. I'm like, weird. It was at like 70%. Mine's going really well. (laughs) Mm, Oh, wait. I think I can change. I think I can change it. Edit privacy public because Jess was bitching that she couldn't share it. Hi, Jess. Oh, shit. We're still recording. We sure are. Okay. Ten minutes later. <laughs> I always think of that. I never watched um, SpongeBob, but I always yeah, think of that yeah. when, when time jumps. I always remember that. Thirty minutes later. Mine was yeah. always, uh, it's the one with Dwayne and Garth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. All right. So now we're going to go deep. Okay. All right. This is the so part. we're getting to about an hour. So okay. we're going to keep these um, oh, about a minute or two apiece. Succinct. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Keep it tight. Let's get keep weird. it taut. Uh, what's, what's the biggest risk you've taken in your career? I moved to New York, uh, 
It was all because of a girl. Here. Yeah, no shit. And I was a recruiter. So I moved to New York uh, thinking I was going to be a recruiter of some kind. Never done the copywriting biz. Wasn't going to make money writing, writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was a creative recruiter for a group that was recruiting uh, ad guys. Mm. And actually the the ECD here, I tried to recruit out. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but I tried to recruit out and we became friends. And after a while, she posted a junior copy position. I was yeah. like, I got a guy. Yeah. He's got three masters. He's got a book <laughs> on social media coming out. He just wants a foot in the door. Right. Go. Right. And she's like, uh, we don't pay recruiters. And I was like, free. You're totally free. <laughs> And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, send him over. And I was like, it's me. Can we do this? <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm outside. <laughs> I see you. But yeah, she, she brought me in, interviewed you and should get some sleep. You have bags. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. So name your biggest fear creatively. Biggest fear? Um, somebody not understanding what it is to be offended. And not understanding themselves enough to understand what being offended is. Mm-hmm. Being offended is being uncomfortable by something that's in you, not right. something that I put out there. If you don't like that's it, point. I don't really need to hear about it. You need to deal with some stuff. So if I offend you on anything, <laughs> girl, you right, need Jesus. <laughs> don't come at me. Read oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait, man. Yeah, but uh, that's it. I, I don't want to offend people. I want people to understand the meaning of what I'm saying behind the, the vulgarity or the right look at looking past silliness. right and yeah. the same thing with this man people hear it and they go dude whoa and i'm like you know your guest said the f-bomb yeah i'm like yeah i was there you know you're a 30 year old man and you just said f-bomb instead of fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know what i mean and like i, I just tell people like look if that makes you uncomfortable like i'm sorry yeah. like, but we're adults <laughs> like i, I even I, I got in trouble because some uh, where I where I live in, in outside Baltimore is a rather conservative, uh, religious county, yeah. and to the point where two funny things happened. Uh, someone was kind of giving my son shit, and said, "Your shortness offends God." <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I gave <laughs> exactly, and he's not even that short, but uh. it, it was kind of humorous. <laughs> so then he goes, "Well, your face looks derpy." And my son got in trouble. And Excuse me? Yeah, he just kept calling him derpy, so they thought he was calling him retarded. Yeah. 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 And then the other thing was... Can't hear um, me shake my head. But yeah, exactly. I do what I want. <laughs> Shaking fist. Um, was uh, I just started... I teach uh, at, at colleges where there's like anyone can go. It's, it's uh, non-credit, right? Mm-hmm. So we have from 17-year-olds to 70-year-olds and everything in between. And one woman like literally told me that like people were getting offended with my cursing. So I was like, all right, it's cool. I don't, I don't, I'm not like Eddie Murphy, just really stringing fuck yeah. and dick across, you know, five yeah. different things. It's like, I'll drop, I'll say shit every once in a while or whatever. And, uh, and I, I literally had to like start putting that in the front of my classes and be like, hey, listen, just want to, want to put this out there. I work from home. I have two kids. <laughs> when I come to a room full of adults at the end of the day, when all you go come here from your jobs. Yeah. I'm excited and I sometimes curse. If it offends you, I'm sorry. That is not my intention. Get the fuck over it. <laughs> That's going to fucking happen. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Wrap it up. You know what? Wear earmuffs. Go sit in the yeah. fucking back. Um, but yeah, it's true. Like, Karen's you know, back. Yeah. People people have to get over the fact of being offended. And nowadays it's really hard. People, fucking Trump. People can't. <laughs> if a Trump doesn't offend you, then uh, I'm not going to get into this. But are you fucking serious? 
Exactly. All right, next, next. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Name your most meaningful moment in your career thus far. In my career? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, Tina letting me have that first chance here. Um, I never had a career until I got into copywriting. Nice. Before this, it was recruiting. I was an adjunct professor for a bit mm-hmm. in college. Mm-hmm. It's like you. Um, but it was at a science and tech school. I didn't like it. It was... Mm. Uh, I like the people and the, the students, just not the subject material. Right. And it was advanced communications, technical writing, but it was on science-focused stuff. So I'd be oh. reading these things that yeah. I, wasn't really my bag. Yeah. Um, but once I got into this, there's no turning back. So that's awesome. the greatest thing nice. that's happened, just being here. Biggest regret in your career? Releasing Gripped through the publisher I did. I'm not going to throw them under, but... Yeah. Buy the book and you'll find out. Uh, <laughs> Second page. Tiny little things in here selling <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I instead of thinking about the contract, thinking about where it was going, thinking about where it was being published from, I thought, I'm getting fucking published. <laughs> yeah, I don't need a big advance. Don't worry about it. And uh, I've made more money on Shut the Fuck Up, which, like I said, wrote in a week. Like, wow. seriously? Yeah, so go figure, it's right? Money. It's crazy. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's been your biggest failure? I mean, just college in general was horrible. Realizing, mm-hmm. or never realizing that I needed to be interested in something to actually succeed in it. Because I guess a lot of the time you go after things that you think somebody else wants you to go after. And I didn't realize that the entire way through school. It was always just mm-hmm. do it because they said to. I mean, I know I said that about the writing and the MFA. Right, but, right, right. But I was interested in it. Yeah. And I always went after, like I said, I went into telecommunications because my dad did it. Mm-hmm. I went into international business because I thought it might make dad happy or right. mom, everybody happy. But the biggest regret is not starting what I want to do with my life, which is writing of some kind. If, mm-hmm. it's, if it's the novels, if it's the funny, weird stuff, if it's copywriting, uh, not getting into it earlier and just running with it. Who knows where I'd be if I started this when I was in sixth grade or right, right. when you started. Wow. Yeah. Not, I don't even know. Not that. It fucking blew my mind. <laughs> I didn't mind photography until like end of college. I think it's serious with writing until my late 20s. And, yeah. I can hardly read though, man. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> no, really. Uh, so if you couldn't share your work with anyone, would you still create your art? Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> there's so much shit I've written that's just horrible. I, I have this book um, that me and my buddy would just get shit drunk in college mm-hmm. and watch Fight Club, shit drunk, mm-hmm. and write the entire movie. And by the end, we'd be like, this is brilliant. <laughs> and then we'd wake up the next morning and be like, this is the worst <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but like, we would love it. Right. I mean, that's what writing is every time you do it anyway. Yeah. Like, you should... I said by far, this is the lamest thing I'll ever say. But somebody at a job said, why are you here? It wasn't at this job. Why are you here? And I said, oh, man, um, I'm a goosebump chaser. And they're like, I just got goosebumps. That's how lame I am. But I was like, I'm writing stuff so that that final line or if I put a period or whatever, an exclamation point, I have goosebumps. And I want that to happen for you. Mm -hmm. So like... That, yeah, <laughs> that right there is the greatest thing that you can possibly do. That's why I do what I do. That's awesome. There you go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, fucking done. Mm. 
So listen, man, crazy. Can't believe an hour just went by, right? Right. Kind of flies. It was like 10 minutes. I know. I'll go get beer. Exactly. So we will. <laughs> okay. Um, but the last few, where can people check out your stuff and learn more about what you do? Honestly, go to Amazon.com. Look up Jason Donnelly, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. Uh, I got four books there. I've been in a few other stuff on there, but really gripped. Five Stitches, Chewing the Page, and Shut the Fuck Up. Uh, and on every social media site, it's Jason W. Donnelly. Okay, awesome. So last but not least, who's someone that you would like to hear us talk to on the show? I've been trying to think about this all day. I got four. I narrowed it down Dang, to okay. four. Wow. Um, all right. Two are in New York and two are not in New York. Okay. And they're all creatives in their own way. Okay. So first is uh, my partner at work, Brandon Garrison. Mm-hmm. He's written children's book. He is an amazing artist. He's, you just got to check out his Instagram account. Um which I can find at some point. I think it's pen, pen and pencil, something, paint and pen oh, and paint, something adorable. Like that. But he's brilliant and uh, one of the greatest guys I know. A writer here at the office who has done just amazing things. Glow Gambino. Glow. Glow. G L O. Wow. Gambino. That's pretty cool. Um, who's just crazy talented. She's um, written plays. She's just awesome. And two boys from home. Nice. Uh, we got Brady. Fantasy. It's spelled spell like that one. fantasy. Oh. I-E at the end. Uh, who's a writer, um, but his big thing that's the creative side of it is he's got a mac and cheese shop, which, wow. I mean, why don't you yeah. want to talk to somebody <laughs> who has a mac and cheese shop? Um, and finally, Jeff Benzon, who's a professional photographer, uh, one of my best friends I haven't seen in far too long, but just one of the most talented people I've ever met. And he was in, I think, finance, um, but just decided he wanted to get into photography. Nice. And I think he booked something like 25 weddings his first year. Wow. And just was like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I'm done that doing was that it. shit. Yeah, and yeah. Just destroys. And he built a house. Like, he's just insane. So That's awesome. All right. Yeah, four great people. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, thank you for having us come up here. Like Thanks for having us. Side. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, hope you enjoyed. Yeah, definitely. You know, talking. It's like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah. But now the f- real fun begins. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So listen, thank you again. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Right on. All right, Jason. Love you guys. Take care. Bye.